Hi, welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. In the last episode, I had a conversation with Rob Gregg, the founder of the shoe brand Rob McCallan, a Forbes Under 30 fellow, GQ insider, American Express ambassador, and a recently engaged man. He shared his transition from dating to engagement, his background story, how he met his fiance, his thoughts on dating before finding the one, some of the trials and tribulations of a long-distance relationship, almost proposing during COVID-19, and a really insightful tip for someone who is unsure whether they like someone or like the idea of someone. If you haven't heard it already, you should definitely check it out. In this episode, I have a conversation with Melissa Fresco, a content creator and blogger of four years. She previously lived in Brooklyn with her boyfriend and rescue puppy Yara, before moving to her new home in Manhattan last month. She shares how she started her blog, why she moved to New York City, what prompted her to make the move. She shares more about the moving process here in New York City, moving tips for a smooth transition, and more. Hey, Melissa. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Grace. How's it going? Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you on for the season finale of the Transitioning series. I'm happy to be here. This is my very first podcast experience. The reason why I wanted to have you on for this is because you just recently moved into Manhattan from Brooklyn, and I know that moving process is very stressful, and there's a lot of transitions that you have to you know, go through, so I wanted to hear your experience on it and your thoughts. Yeah, for sure. But before we start, why don't you share a little bit of who you are and what you do? Yeah. Uh, so my name is Melissa Fresco. Thank you for the intro. I'm a content creator based in New York. I recently moved from Brooklyn, as you mentioned, and I originally started my social media blog and Instagram, uh, focusing mostly on fashion. And since I've really transitioned more to home and lifestyle, uh, when quarantine started, you know, everyone's lifestyle changed. And I think I like to talk about plants and home decor. And I think that sort of stuff became a lot more relatable to people who, you know, were sitting at home in their pajamas, working from their, you know, kitchen tables. So that content has really started to um, do pretty well for me. And I've really been running with it. I, I actually found that I enjoy it quite a lot more at this point. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I think we've discovered a lot of things, you know, during quarantine, being stuck at home. Um, another thing is enjoying where we are. So I think um, just being able to, I don't know, spend more time at home and, and see what's around and see how we can change our our living environment. Right. I mean, especially if you're, you know, in New York in an apartment, you only have so much space to work with. So making the most of it and making sure it's somewhere you love to be is really important, especially now. Exactly. That's another thing. I think a lot of people are aware of how small (laughs) New York City apartments are and the living conditions are obviously not the same as as other places. And I think we should definitely share more of that. At least I want to hear your experience on what it's like to go from your apartment in Brooklyn? Yeah, so we were in downtown Brooklyn, which is pretty much between Fort Greene and Brooklyn Heights. I grew up in New Jersey. I knew nothing about, you know, even the major neighborhoods in Brooklyn. So I pretty much went in blind. Luckily, my boyfriend's parents both lived in different parts of Brooklyn um, in their 20s and 30s, and they really had some good recommendations for areas to look in and not. And they were very instrumental in helping us find our first place. Since I was working, my boyfriend was um, finishing medical school. So we just did not have time or even the knowledge to really find a place that was right for us. So I'm very thankful they were able to help us out so much. 
Um, but we ended up in downtown Brooklyn. We were in, you know, a high rise building. I don't think we ever expected we'd be living in, you know, such a nice place. And I guess I can say this in hindsight now, you just, you definitely get a lot more for your money in Brooklyn versus Manhattan. Even if, even though we were only, you know, 20 minutes outside of the city via subway, your money goes a lot further for space, for amenities, for all of these things. And that was definitely a little bit of a shock for me when I did start looking at new apartments in Manhattan. Interesting. I guess I had a different experience when it comes to moving to New York. So I moved to Astoria the first time I was here Mm -hmm. in Queens and I had a one bedroom too and it was spacious and everything, but it was just like a terrible commute. So I also chose that without doing research, without looking around. I just like jumped on that apartment. I was like, that's mine. Mm -hmm. And I remember living there and just kind of regretting um, a lot of it, just wishing that the next apartment or the next apartment I was going to move into, I would research and make sure it's a place that I want to be and the area is nice and everything. For sure. I think we went in a little blind and then ended up being very lucky that we got such a easy to commute into the city uh, neighborhood. I mean, we had almost every single subway within a two minute walk of our apartment. We, I don't think we knew how good we had it uh, when we first moved in. We really, we really were very lucky. Yeah. And so do you miss your apartment? (laughs) I was extremely emotional about leaving our apartment. Very, I'm a little dramatic to begin with, especially I can be sentimental for no reason. And when you know we found out we were going to be moving, I was very upset to leave our apartment. I think especially because we had just spent you know the last four months pretty much never leaving the apartment because right. of quarantine. I really started to you know learn different parts of the house. I could you know shoot content in and different places to redecorate and things like that. And I felt like, oh my God, this is going to change my life so much from a you know content creation perspective. I was, I think, a little scared actually. And mm-hmm. looking for a new apartment, I knew one, finding something of the same, you know, criteria, you know, windows, good natural light, things like that, were going to come at a much, much higher price tag in the city. And I think I was a little scared that I was going to, you know, be downgrading, which you know, sounds a little dramatic, but Mm -hmm. I think I was a little scared of downgrading and not being able to create the content and have the, you know, same layout and backdrop as I was really used to having because I felt that I was in such a groove at that point. Yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um, So why did you decide to move to this new apartment? Yeah, sure. So my boyfriend actually started residency. um, Residency match happens in March. And unlike the normal interviewing job process, you interview at all of these places and then you rank them and you find out on a random day in, I believe, March where you're matching. And that's when you, you know, if you have to move, you have to move. And he started in July. So we found out in March, hey, you're going to be in a Manhattan hospital, which was very exciting. I mean, mm-hmm. trust me, I could have been done much worse. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we found out we had to move and that's when we really were like, okay, we have a couple more months here and then we'll start looking about a month out of actual start date for his job. Okay. That's another thing. Um, Moving in New York City is different from other places because, you know, you have to obviously not look too soon and not look too late. Like there's like this fine line that it's like hard to figure out. So what was that process like for you? Yeah, there's definitely a sweet spot. I mean, if you start looking too early, the apartments that you're seeing online are never going to be there by the time you move in. Um, I think looking too late is actually a little better than looking too early, as crazy as that sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, I think my best advice, if you, you know, we're all excited, especially when you find out you're moving, Street Easy is the best app. It almost be- replaced Instagram for me for a couple weeks. <laughs> I think I scrolled more through, you know, apartment listings than pictures. Uh-huh. And I think, you know, 
if you start looking, I'd say 30 days is a safe spot for starting to look. At that point, most buildings have their upcoming availabilities listed. If you're moving from out of state and you know, you're know you a little more eager because it's a huge, a bit of a bigger life transition at that point. Um, if you find buildings that you really like, I mean, the unit you're looking at may not be available, but definitely contact the building and they can usually tell you things that are going to be available more down the line. So that would be a big uh, tip that I can offer. <laughs> Right. So wait, I actually use Street Easy too. It's one of my favorites. It's um, a great app. Did you have a broker though? No, we we probably looked for about a month and a half um, and we definitely got in touch with a few brokers, but you really don't need to at this point. I mean, especially if you're looking in more of a, a newer building, mm-hmm. um, everything's tends to be uh, no broker, no fee for uh, a broker fee, which is obviously a big savings. It's usually a full month of rent in the city. Yeah. Um, so we didn't end up going with the broker. We we had a few people reach out to us, but no one really ever pulled through anything that we couldn't find ourselves. I'm actually interested in this part. Um, so all the times I've looked for apartments, there have always been brokers. Mm-hmm. How do you, I guess, avoid having a broker? <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and looking at looking for apartments, I want to say on street easy, you can filter out any apartments that have a a broker fee in it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think a lot of new buildings do not have broker fees because they have their own internal leasing office. Whereas, you know, some smaller, maybe older buildings just have a landlord. So they're not actively looking for new tenants. Um, so I think that's one way, um, definitely use the filtering features on street easy. You can pretty much filter out anything. Um, and definitely broker fee. We really just, spent a ton of time on Street Easy, just refreshing, scanning, going through every single thing, you know, click on an apartment you like, go look in the building, see what else they have. And as much as this is annoying, like call the buildings and they'll be able to give you a lot more of their availability and the options that they have. Right. So pretty much research right. a lot. You just have to be ready really? to do the work yourself. Exactly. Okay. Which in the time period, it was fine because what else was really going on? Of course. And yeah. again, we did have a lot of um, help from my boyfriend's mom. She is a teacher and she was very not very busy, of course, for the last couple of months with uh-huh. kids being out of school. So she was very involved in helping out again, which I greatly appreciate. So she did a lot of those uh, calls that I did not want to do. Right. That's awesome. I think you're one of the only people I know in New York who hasn't had a broker. Right. It's really hard to avoid them, I just feel like. Yeah, you know? I think it really does depend on the type of building you're looking at as well. I think if you're looking for you know, a walk-up or depending on the neighborhood too, you're not going to just be able to find all of these apartments available. But we knew we were kind of looking for more of a new build of a high-rise building, and usually they have tons of apartments available. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have them very uh, readily listed on their site to, to, to lease yourself. That makes sense. Okay. Tell me more about the steps you took before moving day for sure so um so unfortunately my boyfriend had started residency about two weeks before we were going to move and he ended up on night shift so he was sleeping all day awake all night and I basically did all the packing myself which I was kind of okay with I'm a bit more organized I knew where everything would be when we moved in and I knew I could just you know take it out and know exactly where things were so I didn't hate that so much and I did try to pace myself. I would just do, you know, two boxes a day, one box a day, things like that. And then once it got to the last couple of days, I just boxed it all up and was like, all I really need is a toiletry bag and like a moving day outfit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think mentally I was like, I'm so ready for this. We're going to be fine. And then, you know, moving day gets here and all the problems start to unfold, you know, 
There's no parking in New York anywhere. So our moving truck, which, you know, is a standard, like, a semi-truck size, there's not a parking spot for that in the city. So, you know, we're fighting with people over parking. Um, They're yelling at me and saying, we're charging you extra money for waiting, or this is more than 100 feet from the door. And all of a sudden, all these little things that you felt so prepared for are, like, crumbling in front of you. Mm -hmm. And the stress just starts to kick in. And, you know, they're moving my plants and I'm all emotional about that. They're going to break them, this and that. My mom's like, they're just plants. They're going to come back to life. It's it's going to be okay. And meanwhile, I'm like, if they break a single leaf, like I'm, I'm going to break down in tears. So, you know, you feel so mentally prepared and then, you know, it actually happens and it all kind of falls apart. But yeah. at the end of the day, we moved, we got our stuff in. It was a couple hours of pain and then we were in the new place, started unpacking. And luckily that week, um, my boyfriend didn't have any work at all. He was only on call. So he was able to help me unpack everything. We mm-hmm. got the house pretty much settled how we wanted it to be. So that that part of it, we got done pretty quickly, which was, I think, more relieving than the packing itself. Right. So it was a quick transition. It was. Unpacking I think we, and everything. Yes, for sure. I think we knew, like, we don't want boxes sitting around. There's not physically enough space to have, yeah. you know, our house, our dog and boxes everywhere so we're like we everything needs to at least have like a corner out of a box that's stuffed in even if it doesn't have a real home yet so yeah i think we have at this point one box left we've been there for four weeks mm-hmm. one box left it's mostly like candles and like weird tchotchkes that don't really have a home <laughs> yet so i'm like maybe we'll just give these to my mom to house in the basement because realistically we don't need any of this crap but yeah, yeah you yeah. know wait so you hired movers or no we did we when we moved into brooklyn we moved with pretty much nothing because we were both coming from I was coming from living at home and he was coming from living at school so we had no stuff so we our parents moved in like the very few things that we had we didn't use a mover this time you know we had all of our furniture all of our clothes this and that and we ended up going with a mover it was only it was pretty affordable I think it was like 500 bucks for the day okay the whole truck I mean you would box everything but they did all the big furniture things like that and I think realistically if we had kind of done it piecemeal like hiring a truck um boxing it all and boxing all the furniture it ended up being pretty much the same cost um, gas this and that so the mover just seemed like what I thought would be a less stressful option but I think the stress level is the same regardless of course that that's actually really good to know because I've never used a mover. Um, I've always used my family. Yeah. <laughs> they would always just drive up. And you walked up the five flights. It's yes. not fun. It's um, it's really not. And so, like, moving things up and down that is hell. So I'm just trying to imagine. It's not just, like, about saving money, but it's, like, time, you the know? time. I think they were in and out of our first apartment in an hour. And then they dropped everything off probably in 30 minutes at the other place. So they were, wow. I mean, they do this every single day. He said they do like five moves a day. I'm That's like, oh insane. my gosh. So they're efficient. They know what they're doing. It was two big, strong dudes that like, you know, it was me and my mom and my boyfriend's mom and him. Like we weren't about to be moving like couches up the stairs. So yeah. um, it was definitely beneficial both financially and um, for, you know, our own sanity to just yeah. hire a mover for this one. Makes sense. Also, uh, I guess this is for the listeners, but Melissa has a beautiful collection of plants <laughs> that you guys have to check out. Oh, uh, yes. Moving the plants. We actually, so we picked up our keys the day before the move, and I was like, hey, we're going to drop off a bunch of the plants. So I put them in, it was mostly small ones, you know. I picked them up, put them in a box, and got them all to the new apartment. I was like, okay, these are safe. But there's a few that are, you know, one's a six foot tall, you know, tree. Yeah. I was like, we're not going to fit this in one of our parents' cars. It's just not going to happen. So we put those on the moving truck. I was extremely stressed out about it. We did have a few leaves break, but, you know, whatever. They're leaves. I have to get over it as much as I'm upset on the inside. Oh, man. Um, But everything did actually work out okay. And we do actually have a plant wall that was, we went back the next day alone with nothing else in the car, folded that up put it in my mom's car and luckily got that to new uh, to new york without any any damage wow 
whenever I think of moving, I think of like a clean slate, you know, like you have like a big open area. Um, you can start from scratch, you can build it however you want. Mm -hmm. So my question to you is, did you already have, um, an idea of like some sort of new, I don't know, home project that you want to start? Both apartments are the layouts are extremely similar, which is you know good because we knew all of our furniture would fit. It didn't really take that much changing. We didn't have to sell much or buy any buy much either. But at the same time, I was like, oh, I don't really get to do any anything that different. So I was a little upset that like, oh, there's no projects I really can think of right now. But of course, once we were in the space, I realized like, oh, we can put shelves here. We can put this kind of a desk here. So we did change up a couple things, but. At the same time, you know, I don't have the money to be buying like all new couch and bed and this and that. So we and we like like the stuff we have. So we did take a lot and just kind of reconfigure it ever so slightly. But it's very, very similar. My one of my little cousins actually visited. He's, I think, 15. He visited like two weeks ago and he walked in. He's been to the old farm. He goes, oh, it's the same. I'm (laughs) like, yeah, okay, yeah, thanks. (laughs) Like. So if that gives you any insight, it's very similar. The the variety of one bedrooms in New York is very limited. Um, Most of them are pretty much the same type of layout. So it's good and bad. Yeah, of course. Because like then you don't have to be stressed over like having to figure out. Right. You're not sleeping on a mattress on the ground for a week. Exactly. We had a bed. We got pictures hung within the, the day of moving. So it felt pretty much like we just moved into the same apartment in a different area. It was it was a little weird, but now tell me, do you like Manhattan better than Brooklyn or is there a difference like what's your take on that when we were leaving I was like so sad to be leaving Brooklyn I feel like again because we were home for the last couple months we really and we also got a dog within that time we really like learned our neighborhood we were like oh there's these little parks here and these restaurants and not that we were going to restaurants but we were seeing them we're like oh we can go to all this this and that right before we move and I, I was loving it. We were right by Dumbo. We found this pier we could go to. It was so nice. And I was definitely like, oh, I'm sad to give this up. But, you know, at the same time, we're discovering new things now that we're living here. Like, oh, there's another pier by our new apartment. And Central Park is right here, which has been so, so nice, especially with the dog. She doesn't know how good she has it, honestly. Yeah. Um, But they're different. Our neighborhoods are definitely different. But I really liked both. I enjoy living in Brooklyn so much. It has such a, you know, special spot in my heart. But I'm excited to, you know, it's only been four weeks. I'm loving mm-hmm. it so far, but I am very excited to, you know, do some more exploring, especially now that things are starting to open up in the city. Yeah. I think that's the thing is, um, I think this is a good time, especially for you to move because like you said, things are slowly starting to open up. Um, we're starting to see more like outdoor dining and right. restaurants are opening. And I guess the Manhattan vibe is coming back coming a back little bit. Sure. Yeah. You drive up any of the avenues with all the restaurants and you're like, oh my God, there's so many people out. There's, these restaurants are packed, which is so good to see. Um, so I am excited to be here a little bit more now that we're very settled and, you know, do some more exploring. I, I want to come over more to the east side, do some of the museums and stuff that we've kind of avoided a little bit because we're like, oh, we're in Brooklyn, which, you know, is 45, all of 45 right. minutes away, but it's so dramatic in the moment. You're like, oh God, I can't go that far. No, um, but really, because even thinking about um, the events, well, I met you yeah. at an event mm-hmm. um, last year. Yeah, we were thinking a year ago now. Well, yeah, I want to say gonna it was say like it's September maybe of last year. Yeah, um, but we met at a dinner event and I think that's the last time we like physically saw each other, but yeah. we've, I guess like we've communicated on Instagram a little bit. Yeah. Um. We try to meet up. It's just hard it's, to. I feel meet like in the, city. the holidays are a whirlwind. You're doing stuff with your family. It's hard to get together with people. And then you know, January, February, like, oh, great, I'm going to see people. And then I feel like that. I was making all these like, oh, let's get together this 
let's get together do that and then all of a sudden I was like coronavirus is here you're not seeing anyone I was like okay I will yep. make plans with you the amount of texts that I've sent that are like can't wait to see you when things get back to normal it's like <laughs> embarrassing almost like I how know. many people can I say this to we all have no idea when that could possibly be but exactly you know so it's definitely hard. So I met you at an event and that just like reminds me of all the times we would go to these events and we would be commuting up and down Manhattan. Mm-hmm. It'd be, I don't know, they were just like scattered all over and you coming from Brooklyn, I'm sure that was a commute, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, especially if anything was uptown, it would take me like 45 minutes, an hour and you'd spend 30 minutes there. Maybe it was just like a preview of something and you're not, not spending a ton of time. You check it out and then you're like, okay, and now I'm going to go spend 45 minutes getting back home. And yeah. I'm excited to be a little closer to things, but I, I was in, actually in a pretty good spot in Brooklyn where I was very accessible to subways, which was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it'll be nice to be like here. It's, it's weird. You're not far in Brooklyn, but you're mm-hmm. there's something to be said about being here. It's, yes. It's weird. I always feel that whenever I'm looking at the city from Brooklyn. Right. You know, it's it's different. Yeah. Like it's you're so close, but, but yet, you're not there. It's it's such a weird yeah. thing to explain. Yeah. I know. I feel like people always ask, like, what's the difference between living in Manhattan and versus Brooklyn? And it's like it's just right across the water. Like, yeah. what's the difference? Like there's a big difference. There's a big difference. <laughs> but putting your finger on it or like verbalizing it is hard to say. Exactly. Really you you have to live here to know. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think it's just a like like we were talking a little before the podcast about mm-hmm. like you walk a couple blocks and you're in a new neighborhood and you feel it. You feel that you're in a new neighborhood without maybe a sign or anything like that. And I think it's the same thing. You just feel different. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's the vibe. It's, it's the, the environment. Vibe for sure. You know, the people walking around. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I do like about Manhattan, especially is that each borough you experience a different culture and different mm-hmm. world. So for sure. It's a cool thing. Yeah. It's the best part about it. And yeah, I feel like, I don't know, this is probably more partial just to my neighborhood, but in Brooklyn, it was a little bit more uh, commercial. There was a lot of outlets right by our apartment. So at night it would get really dead. Like there'd be no one around, which like I never really liked, but it's mm-hmm. like I was walking around frequently at night. Yeah. Here I walk outside, there's always tons of people out, even with things going on. So I can only imagine that's going to get larger. I know. Um, but there's something just so like so much energy to that of just walking out of your apartment and there's always people out. There's always people at the door and I do like that. You, it's, going it into feels, stores. Exactly. It feels safer. For sure. It's nice to know that there's people around Mm -hmm. like you know you're not just walking on a dead street infrequent that you're alone exactly I know that you recently moved but and I'm sure this isn't on your mind but do you want to live in New York City forever oh I do not and my boyfriend he's in medical residency he'll be a doctor in four years I have thought about this a lot um, because of my boyfriend's job being so structured timeline wise we do think about it and talk about it and we know we'll be in Manhattan at least for four more years. And then after that, depending on, you know, if he wants to do a fellowship or start be a practicing physician, it will really determine where we end up living. So I know we want to get out of the city, I think, after okay. residency. I think we've been here for a while. We both we both like the outdoors a lot. And not that you can't get the outdoors here, but we like hiking and doing more we want to have a car. You want to have space. Like I mm-hmm. want to have a yard and some just more space, honestly. I love the city, but I think in four years, I'll be ready to move on to something new. Yeah. And that makes sense, especially with your dog. Yes. Yara, sure. right? Yes. yes. There's so much to be said about when we visit our parents, just letting her outside in the back door instead of, you know, put on a leash, put on your mask, yeah. go outside, pick up her poop, you know. Exactly. It'll be nice to not have to do that all the time. Yeah. I think that's a, a main reason why I know a couple of friends who've actually moved out of New York 
because they have dogs and mm -hmm. they just want their dog to like have freedom yeah. to it, run around. It sounds so cheesy, but you're like, I want them to have the best life, right? And you're like, if I could just let her run in a yard, that'd be so much better than her, you know, running on the concrete in the morning. I know. So yeah. yeah, I think four more years here, get everything out of my system, try to do as much as I possibly can in that time. And then I think I'll be ready to move on to a larger space. You're ready for that. I'm yeah, you know. I think I love the city. I absolutely do. But I also like change. I like to do new things. Mm -hmm. I think I'll be over the like apartment living. And I mean, financially living here sucks. Like it's mm -hmm. so expensive. Just you, you think of how much money you spend just to live here. And it's kind of boggles your mind. Like we talked one of our friends just moved to Arizona. And she was telling me about like her apartment and how much she's paying and this and that. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, I actually couldn't believe that apartments cost what, that much. Like, oh yeah, it's so affordable. Like, they got cars and this and that. And I'm not saying that you need, you know, to buy all of these things, but just knowing that almost sixty percent of your salary isn't going to your apartment is a nice feeling. <laughs> no, for sure. And knowing that you just get more for your money. Yeah, even just going to Hoboken or Brooklyn, you know, you realize how much more you get for your money, space and amenities and everything, really. Exactly. I think just at least for me right now, I'm just really selfish and just want to be in the city, even oh, though like totally I don't need okay. to be here. I know. But yeah, but like you're saying, it's so awesome to be here. I just think I'm saying this now, obviously, in four years, I might feel totally different. But I think I'm going to live it up for four years, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I think I'll be ready for change. Yeah. Do you have a destination in mind? Oh, that's one thing we cannot quite decide on. We're like, well, we're going to move out of the city, but but where? And we yeah. don't know the answer to that just yet. Mm. Would you go back to Jersey? I don't see why not. I'm not like against or for New Jersey in any way. We always like kind of dabble into like, hey, maybe we'll move to like California for a year and like mm. try it out. But um, both of our families are very much very close by to us now. I think they would not be very happy if we were to go so far away. Yeah. I want to end the podcast on this note. Okay. Um, do you have any moving tips? And not just for New York City, but moving from one city to another or mm -hmm. moving from a different state. What are some tips for a smooth transition? I would say my first piece of advice is definitely narrowing down what neighborhood you want to live in. Um, by doing that, it just makes searching so much easier or you can really get lost in just looking at endless lists of different apartments or homes that you could possibly be in. Um, I'd also say really firm up your budget before you start looking because it is so, so easy to just be like, oh, a hundred more dollars. I can afford that every month or 200, 300. And then all of a sudden you start looking at these apartments that are just, or homes that are so out of your price range that you end up being let down with the things that you can actually afford. And you don't want to do that to yourself. You're just setting yourself up to be upset. So I think it's a very important to, you know, make sure you decide on your budget, really spend some time on it. And when you're looking, really stick to that budget. I mean, wiggle room is okay, but don't go above what your max budget is or you're just going to be disappointed when you start to look. And then if you do go ahead moving into someplace like that, I think you're really going to find yourself in quite a situation in a couple months when you just realize you're in over your head. I mean, we already talked about how expensive New York is. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than being like, I can't go out to dinner tonight or I can't you know, buy this pair of shoes that I want because I have to pay rent this month. That's just no one wants to be in that place in their life. So. Yeah really stick to your budget. And then I would say for the actual moving aspect, mm -hmm. um, use your friends, use your family, take advantage of anyone that will help you out because it's very mentally stressful. And as you were saying, it's also physically stressful. Moving your stuff into a new place it takes a lot of lifting, literally or physically, mm -hmm. and also takes a lot of mental 
it's it's hard on you. You're you're moving out of a home that you loved and into a new home that you will love, but you don't know that yet. Right. And it definitely can take a lot out of you. So have a support system, you know, have your best friend come over, have your mom help you out, even if it's just to unpack boxes or do something like that. It's so important to, you know, have someone do it with you if you can. Yeah. And then I'd say um, moving into a new place, like I said, can be a little scary because especially if you're moving from very far away or moving alone, you just, you don't know anything. So when we first moved, we made a little map literally by hand of just like, here's a bagel place. Here's a restaurant. Here's a diner. Here's a couple parks we can go to. Oh, this looks like a cool, um, you know, turf we can try to work out, something like that. And try to just make a checklist for yourself like every day, like, hey, I'm going to walk for an hour and just explore and see what's around and try to just make sure you motivate yourself to like go and explore your new neighborhood or especially with the way things are right now, you can end up, you know, living somewhere for four months and never realize that you're living next door to an amazing restaurant or something Mm -hmm. like that. So I'd say, you know, push yourself out of your comfort zone if you have to, to kind of try new places, make yourself walk for an hour. If you have a pet, great. They'll be your little buddy through (laughs) this. I think when we got a dog, I think we discovered so many new places in our neighborhood that we, after living there for a year and a half, never even knew existed. So, Mm -hmm. so don't let that be you find the place, just wander around. And especially in like a big city like this, you find so many cool things that are literally next door to your house. I love that. That actually reminds me, I, I should probably explore more of the, the places the around me. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I loved hearing your story and I can't wait to see more photos of your place. Yes. Preparing for the home tour soon. I've been getting a lot of requests. I yeah. feel bad it's taking so long, but I want to, I'm very, must be perfect before I share. So of course, soon enough, I promise. Of course. And how can people find you? Yeah. So you guys can find me at melissa.fresco on Instagram and Melissa Fresco on TikTok. And then my blog is melissafresco.com. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next season mindset series, where I'll go into several topics that deal with how we think our thoughts affect our actions and therefore our behavior. I want to dive into topics like having too many tabs open, AKA me could write a whole book on that jealousy caring about what people think, fake people, and other topics that rob our minds on a daily basis. Thanks for tuning in.